we are doing a series on the ghost of Christmas past. And today my message is about really just washing away some old thoughts and some thoughts to go into tomorrow. For many of us, Christmas is, is me- or Christmas is meant to be a wonderful time of year, but for a lot of us, it isn't as wonderful as it should be, or it isn't wonderful because of past Christmas pain. It might that you might have had a challenging year, and that's caused you to come into Christmas feeling empty and deflated. Um, you know, it might it might be that you've, you're just struggling with your, within yourself, personally, insecurities and. You're just walking in, into this year just challenged, into Christmas just challenged. You know, I've had a few Christmases, just a few, and uh, I've had some good Christmases and I've had some rough Christmases and I've had some bad Christmases. I remember as a kid, Christmas was a good time. I remember uh, all the family coming over and it just lots of energy and hype uh, around the day. I remember awesome gifts, opening presents with me and all my cousins. Uh, I remember lots of food and more food. And uh, look, I just want to say this right now, 26th of December, if you are not two and a half kilos heavier than the 24th, you have personally let me down in a very bad way. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Shorty. And uh, I remember it just being a fun Christmas. Um, I remember the first Christmas with my wife. We got married in May. Hello. Um, We got married in in May, and I remember our first Christmas together. We didn't have much. We're a young married couple. And I remember we we, uh, bought a Christmas tree that was about yay big, and it it sat on the side of our TV stand. And uh, that was our first Christmas tree. But I remember looking at that thinking, not that, oh, that's a really small, um, underperforming Christmas tree. (laughs) I just thought, you know what, this is awesome. Uh, I'm doing our first Christmas with my beautiful wife. Uh, in our own, uh, our own home, and I just remember feeling so happy and joyous. Um, I remember not-so-great Christmases where family got into disagreements throughout the, the year and relatives choosing not to spend Christmas with us because of petty fights. I actually remember even a few fights at Christmas blowing up and wrecking the day. That might be you. Um, I remember, I remember one Christmas, which was really tough for me. It was, it was one Christmas. Uh, it was the first Christmas without my grandma and granddad. I lived with my grandma and granddad for most of my teenage years. I remember my grandma passed away in June, and then my granddad passed away three months later. And then two months later, or roughly about that, two, three months later was Christmas. Now, I remember that was a really hard Christmas for me. And you know, I want to, I just want to say this today, is that whatever your Christmas looks like tomorrow, it's okay. If, if you're having a blessed, awesome Christmas, I'm having an awesome, blessed Christmas tomorrow, I'm going to eat too much food, put on that two and a half kilos, you know, that's okay, because God wants you to be blessed, He wants you to have a good day. And that's okay, and embrace that, and enjoy it, and savor that moment. But it's okay. 
that if you, you know, you might be going in tomorrow with a few challenges, it might be a few reminders of what's happened throughout the year. And that's okay. It's okay to take a moment to reflect and grieve about what might have happened in your world. That's okay. But too often we celebrate this day, like Christmas, and we miss the whole point. Yes, it's about spending time with family. Yes, it's about eating too much. Yes, it's about opening gifts. But the main reason for Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus and what it really means to us. So today I'm going to share a few things about to think about tomorrow. And hopefully it will cast away certain thoughts I used to have in a certain way I used to think. And it will help you in your journey as well. Um, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 to 23 today. This is what it says. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. My first thought for you today is God loves you and is with you. You know what? You might feel like you're not valued. You might feel alone. But I want to tell you today, there is a God in heaven who is very real and very alive that loves you and is with you. Turn to the person next to you and say you're loved. Turn to the person you didn't turn to and love less right now and say you're loved. John, John 3.16 says this from the Passion Translation. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave His one and only unique Son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Christmas Day is a reminder that God had made, made a big move and a big decision. And that, move, and that decision was to say is that I love you and care about you. I don't know if you've ever experienced fake love before. Uh, 2017 is the year that, you know, it was even 2017, but it was the year of fake news. Fake news, Trump. Oh, these people have said us this about me. It's fake news. It's fake news. It's not real. It's, it's all lies. And I don't know if you've ever experienced fake love before, where you've had someone in your life that says, you know what, I love you and I care about you, but everything they do, do uh, besides just say it, says that I don't love you and I don't value you. And often when we're, we're with people like this, it makes us feel, one, frustrated, but two, it makes us feel not valued. It makes us feel not loved. It makes us not feel like someone cares about us. And uh, it's, 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 a hard, it's a hard reality that we have people in our world like that. But you know what I realized? Often when dealing with, with fake love, it can hurt us in our heart the most. And you know what? Tomorrow you might be facing into Christmas, you might not be feeling loved. 
or values or wanted. I remember there was a big season in my life. It was in my teen years. I remember feeling so alone. I remember feeling not loved, not valued. You know, it wasn't just Christmas. It was just my life. But I want you to know that despite what people may do to you or how you feel about people, I want to tell you today, there's a God in heaven saying, I care about you, saying that I value you, and but most of all, I love you, and I'm here for you. The second point of this, this scripture says this, God is with us. God is with us. At the birth of Jesus, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with you. What does that even mean? God is with us. Genesis chapter 39, verse 1 and 2. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the, those people who had taken him there. Joseph had been betrayed by his brother and brothers and sold into slavery. He was taken from his home, the place that he was raised, the place where he worked. He was most likely, as he was sold into slavery, beaten to the point so that he was too weak to escape. And then presented to Potiphar, and to, prove, and to prove that he wasn't diseased or, or crippled in any way, was probably presented naked. I don't know about you, but I'd feel pretty crushed and defeated in that moment. I'd feel so broken and just, you know what, life is too hard. But yet this is what the next verse says. The Lord was with Joseph, and so he prospered. And he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. You want to know what the birth of Jesus means? It means that you are loved by a most high God, living God. But it also means that no matter what, God is with you. That no matter how defeated or beaten uh, this year might have been for you, how broken you might feel tomorrow, when God is with you, you will overcome. That you will move forward. That He will bring you comfort. And He will bring you peace and joy in your life. John 10.10, Passion Translation. I've been reading this translation. It was uh, gifted to me, and uh, I'm getting a lot out of it. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. You know what, until you're overflowing, God's going to keep moving in your life and in your situation. The devil has only one agenda in your life, and that is to destroy it. He wants to destroy your mind. He wants to destroy your health. He wants to destroy your relationships. He wants to bring pain and hurting into your life. Flat. That's what the devil wants. People think... Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm just going to live this big party life. You know what? No. It's, it's, you know what? If, if you surrender yourself or open yourself to the ways of the devil, it will crush you. It will crush you. You know, for me, 
my biggest battle, I've had battles in all those areas. I battled mostly in my teen years with my mind, how I saw myself, how I thought about myself. You know, I thought, you know what, I'm not worth, some, I'm not worth anything. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not smart. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm always making mistakes. I'm always going to be a failure. I'm never going to accomplish anything. Those were some of the thoughts. You might be having some of those thoughts today. I remember I battled in my relationships, every relationship, I'm not, relationships, not just dating ones, just relationships with family. You know, I grew up without a dad, so I, I battled with any kind of relationship with men. I, uh, I battled, you know, in, in, in just, just making connections with people. I felt alone and isolated. But you know what, this is the thing. Because of the birth of Jesus, it started something amazing. It said, when Jesus was born, it says, I don't need to battle in my mind anymore because I don't need to know, think about what people say about me or what the devil says about me. I only need to think about what God says about me. And what he says about me is very different to what I think about me in that time. He says, you know, I don't feel, I don't, I feel um, timid and shy. Well, God said, I'm going to give you boldness and courage. You know, I think I haven't got a plan and purpose for my life, but God says, you know what? I've got a plan and purpose for your life. You know what? I say I'm not worth anything. Well, you know what? God sent his only son, Jesus, to die on a cross so, so that I could be in a relationship, and that tells me I'm worth something. You know, you might be battling with sickness in your body. You might be unwell. You might have had an accident. But you know what I tell you today is that because of Jesus, we don't have to battle in sickness. Because of Jesus, we can have healing. Not, and not just partial, a little bit. Not just a moment in church where you get prayed for and feel good, but complete healing, complete freedom. He doesn't want us in bondage. We don't have to battle in our relationships. We don't have to. When we bring them to God, God just seems this seems to you this beautiful way of just working things out. My marriage wouldn't be as good as it is today if it wasn't for God. My relationship with my family wouldn't be as good today if it wasn't for God. My friendships wouldn't be as good and as healthy as they are today if it wasn't for God. You don't have to have dysfunctional relationships. If you want great relationships, you know what helped build those great relationships was in the house of God, rocking up here every Sunday and building the house and just serving along, alongside people. It builds great relationships. You don't need to live in pain. I'm not talking about physical pain. I'm talking about the heart pain. When the things that happen in life hurt us and cut us deep, that we suppress, but really we walk around like wounded ducks carrying it. You know what the awesome thing about God is? Is that He can bring pain, He can bring emotional healing as well, He can bring freedom. He can bring freedom into your life. You don't have to carry that stuff. You don't have to carry around guilt. You don't have to carry around shame. You don't have to carry around the idea that you're failing. Because why? Because God wants to heal you of it today in this place. 
My last thought for today, and this is for tomorrow as well. One, that you're loved. Two, God is with you. Is this, God saved us. In 1725, a little boy was born in London. Two weeks later, his mother passed away. Very sad. This little boy was raised by his father, who was a captain of a cargo ship. And his father forced this little boy, well, not so much a little boy, to to work on his ship at the age of 11. Many voyages and reckless youth and drinking. This young, now young man decided to join the British Navy. After being in the Navy for a little while, he decided he didn't like it and tried to desert the Navy. He was caught and received eight dozen lashes and was juiced to the lowest rank in the Navy. He should have died. The fact that he survived that showed that he was a tough guy. After finally being discharged from the the British Navy, this young man joined a slave ship transporting West African slaves to Britain. His crew got, got sick of him in their voyages and decided to abandon him in West Africa. Thanks, mates. This man, stuck in West Africa, eventually found another slave ship so that he could travel home. During his voyage back to Britain, his ship was caught in a a storm and began to sink. It was in this moment this man called out to God for help. Suddenly a piece of cargo broke broke free and blocked the sinking hull of the ship enough for them to sail to safety. In this moment, this man became a Christian. I love in his biography, I I became a Christian, but I was far from perfect. This man who lived this colorful sailor life, this man who was broken in the Navy, this man who was, was a part of a slave trade and did the most shocking of things. This man we know today is John Newton, and he is famous for the song Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, now I can see. We were never intended to not have a relationship with God. God never intended to be distant from us. God never intended for us to live with a void and a gap in our heart. He he intended to be in relationship with us. And you know what I love about the birth of Jesus is this simple thing, is that in the, at the start of time with Adam, man committed sin and it separated us from a relationship with God. And, you know, throughout history for hundreds of years, they had this weird, wacky way of connecting with God through a temple. And yet, despite all that, Despite us pushing away, despite all the things that we had done, God said, no, I love you. I care about you. I want to be with you. And I'm going to give you a way. And that way is going to be Jesus. You know, Christmas for me, the biggest thing that I'm reminded of 
is that it was the beginning of the journey of Christ which led us to have a relationship with God. Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The birth of Jesus was a message that God was making a way back to him, that we could, that, w- that, what, that what was lost could now be restored, that Jesus would make a way for God to be close to us, to live the life that he intended us to live, to fill that empty void and gap in our heart in this place. You know, when I was, much of my journey is this, this story and these points. The first one is this, is that when when I came to church, I didn't, I'll be honest with you, didn't really know what to think. I thought maybe Simpsons, boring, you get an awkward Ned Flanders, you know, don't be an awkward Ned Flanders if you are, stop it. Um, but I remember I just sat in church. And I didn't, when I came to church, I wouldn't say I needed God or I wanted God. But I remember as I sat in church, I started to have this thought. You know what? There's something missing inside of me. There's a void in my heart. And you know what I said? I've got nothing to lose. So I invited God into my heart. But you know, in that moment, people say I invited God into, my, into their hearts. In that moment for me, it was as I, as I invited God in, I just felt his love. Just his love. His overwhelming love. He washed over me, just wave upon wave of his love. I remember uh, I had friends, they bought me a Bible. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't even know that I was old and new and this and that. And, uh, but I remember uh, there was a book in the Bible called Joshua. And I said, well, Joshua's my name, and this book's called Joshua, so I'll start there. Makes sense, right? I was 15, come on. And, uh, but then God spoke the first, first words he ever spoke to me. And it was like, I am with you. God loves me. God is with me. And you know, from that day forward, as soon as I got that word, that scripture, I almost, I almost declare that scripture over my life every single day. God, you're with me. God, you're with me. God, you're with me. And then you know what I discovered? Sitting in church living this life that I live, you know what I realized is God always had more for me. He had an abundant life for me. Not just a shallow life or an okay life, but he wanted me to have an abundant life filled with his love, filled with his joy. And it didn't say that it wouldn't be hard seasons, but he said that, you know what, with me, you'll always be moving forward. And I looked back and I realized all those things that had happened in my life, it was that God saved me. I'm going to invite the keyboardist up right now. God saved me. And do you know why he saved me? Do you know how he saved me? It all come back to this very moment. 
Yes, Jesus wasn't exactly born yesterday, tomorrow, on that day, but it's the day that we choose to remember his birth. And it, you know what, for me, as you go into Christmas tomorrow, I challenge you to ask yourself this vital question, what do those things mean to me? What do those things mean to me? What does the love of God mean to me? What does God is with me mean to me? What does the abundant life mean to me? And I, I honestly believe you'll just, God will touch your heart and you'll be so thankful for what he's done in your life.